0: You're listening to Discovering You Again Radio with Susan Axelrod. Women facing down the second half of life, who are you putting first? Have you reached an age where you've seen it all but still know there's more? Is life part two sneaking up on you? Look inside yourself and buckle up. We're just getting started. Don't settle for being comfortable in your skin. Break free and be radiant, inspired, confident, and abundant. These are your years. Take them and stop apologizing. Attack the second half of life with a purpose. Discovering You Again Radio with Susan Axelrod starts now.
1: And with Woo-hoo! me, yay, Dr. pet Susan Axelrod. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. Look, you are going to take us on a journey today. And I love the journey you're taking us on. So today we're talking about dis- Spelling, the passion myth. Yeah, passion as a verb, not just as a noun. Passion, passion, passion. You know, so so here's where we go. So there is a fruit, named passion fruit. Yeah, and when people hear that, right, they are automatically like, "Wow, I wonder what that's like." Right. Nobody says passion food. Ugh oh <laughs> right no no we don't do that sure. but when we refer to passion for ourselves i only wish that we had the same out of this box response to wow let me find out but you're taking on a very important topic a topic that many of us susan um we had to learn the hard way hmm. uh, for those of you tuning in i want to uh, uh of course Make sure you know that this show, with Susan Axelrod today, the work that she does, Discover You Again Radio, uh, what it looks like for women in the second half of their life, whoever you are, there are so many ideas about what you cannot do when you reach this point that Susan is not only taking this on as a topic, but she works with women all over the world to say wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute you're not done yet but for many of us we need some help along the way the help that we need we start the conversation with passion because this is a game changer isn't it
2: yes it it is a game changer and you know um the the I love what you said about the passion fruit about which people are like, hey, that's interesting. What's that all about? But you talk about passion and close, right? You talk about passion and women, you know, close up and also men, not just women. This is resonating for men as well. I came to this thesis because of my own suffering around the question, did I find my real passion in life? you know passion as a noun it's one thing and did i hit on that one thing now i i'm passionate about a lot of things and so i used to struggle about you know that one thing and that's what i call passion as a noun and as i began to sort of transform my life and really think about myself and who i wanted to be and how i wanted to be right those are the soul connecting questions passion came up in me and I realized passion is a verb and it's about living in an impassioned way. And that's what we're talking about today. Dr. Pat, I have seen this and felt this from you. And that's why I really am so happy to be talking about this with you today.
1: Yeah, I I mean, you know, I, I wanna just be really clear too is that, you know, I think passion for a lot of us is like trying on a new pair of shoes. And I I don't even know why I mentioned that, but this is really my analogy of it today. You know, there have been times where you try on a new pair of shoe and you think it fits and you settle for that shoe that you think fits that doesn't really. But then there are times where you try that shoe on and it fits so perfectly to the point where you actually put a little extra oomph in your step and you do it in a way. So we know when something doesn't fit because it's painful. We also know when something does. And I would venture to say, I'm going to step out on a limb and have you talk about it. Mm -hmm. I would venture to say that the role of passion in that equation is the pivotal point of the conversation, the pivotal point. What do you think?
2: It is the pivotal point in the conversation. And just back to the shoes, if there's patent leather involved and if it's red and a four-inch heel, all the better. Okay. <laughs> if you can if you can wear that shoe and there's a bounce in your step, all the better. Passion is pivotal. Especially today, Dr. Pat, when we are suffering. I'm becoming a little bit more. I know what you're doing with your other radio show, and I'm taking, I'm taking a lesson. I'm becoming a little more vocal about this. You know, I don't need to take a stand on one side or another, but I am telling you, there is, is a, a, an uprise in depression in this world. There is a rise in dimming, dulling, denying, you know, and, and just be in order to be able to, you know, like stand, you know, to avoid the fire hose you there do you know what i mean there's like yeah. a, del- a dimming there's a, a refusal there's a you know head in the ground and we're losing our passion now if you talk to somebody who has a passion about the environment or about helping you know i was talking to a client today just a, one of my clients and she is so passionate about helping others by just being a listener to them just being a listener, that's what she wants to do. She thinks there's a need for that. And so that's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this today, because I want to like reach in and pull out that passion, because I think that we need this, for, to activate people to make a difference today.
1: Look, I want to tell you this. Let's. Let, I, I, th- th- this is really a, a little example. So I grew up in a, an Italian family. I have, you know, influence both on the Italian side and the South American side, right? In my family, right? My grandfather was born in Brazil. So here's what I remember. People ask me why do I love to cook, and why do I love to cook my my grandma's recipe. Here's why, and maybe you can talk about the science behind it. Here's what I remember about my grandma, Grandma Bolella. Here's what I remember about her. I remember spending days and days and days in her kitchen. I could tell you to this day what she wore. I could tell you her smile. But the thing that I want to talk about is what she expressed as she's cooking three day uh, process of gravy and meatballs and sausage and the bread and the tasting, every bit of it imprinted on me as a young child, a fever for life, unlike anything that I can even describe. Mm -hmm. That's passion. Now, if that can happen in the kitchen, what happens when we apply passion to our dream, Susan?
2: What so uh, happens? First of all, thank you for sharing that beautiful picture. I felt it. <laughs> I felt that picture. And what we're talking about here, you mentioned the science of this, is well-being. There's a journal called the, Psych- um, the psychology of well-being. And there was research done on this very topic, the topic of passion. It's called harmonious passion and how and the impact and effect that it can have on your life and you just described it exactly there was a well-being that you had and the connection the, the connection that is made i'm just going to read it right here yeah yeah the, um, the definition of passion in this um research is this passion is defined as a strong inclination toward a self-defining activity that people like or even love find important and in which they invest time and energy on a regular basis the passion is what keeps us going and leads towards our well-being and the you know what you describe is the example that i use actually i teach this in philanthropy the, the what you described was a time in your life that you felt nurtured and nourished Nourished in both senses of the word, but you felt nurtured and nourished. There was well-being there, and that is a place that passion can stem from. I'm like, for our listeners who cannot see me, I'm going up from down deep inside to all the way up and out. And that's really why this is so important, because I think people are suppressing today I think people are, feel nervous, I think they feel anxious, they're worried about a lot of things going on that feels very abnormal, feels very out of their control, and then they, they actually turn away from passion. But going back to connecting that sense of well-being that you had and bringing it forward to today, that's how passion can serve.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, I want to talk about this other thing too, right? Because we got so much to talk about.
2: Yeah. I always get
1: asked, and you must too, because you and I kind of have like a little similar similar personalities on the outside, right? I, I mean, every time I'm interviewed, I get asked questions about, why are you so positive? Why are you so upbeat? Why are you, why are you, why are you, right? And I never really have a good answer because, uh, you know, the real truth is I'm not 100% sure why. But here's what I want to say about passion. I explained my grandma, right? Yeah. God, am I going to get teary-eyed about this? Okay. I want to mention Linda's father. Mm. I want to mention him. Now, look, my mom died at a young age. I was homeless at 17. And Linda's family literally took me in, Mm. in a lot of ways. Her dad, a big, stoic, tall Norwegian man, right, Bjorn, um, he taught me a different kind of passion. And this is what we're talking about today. See, there are 50 shades of passion. Mm. And sometimes they're like Grandma Bellella, who takes a meatball, throws it on a plate, and she says, manja, manja, bambina. Or like Linda's dad, who says, hey, why don't we go in the garage and I want to teach you how to cut a quarter inch round on a circular saw. Mm. And the passion by which he demonstrates how to do that very calm and very peacefully, doesn't undermine what passion is. When we come back, you're gonna take us on a journey of passion leading to purpose, leading to the most incredibly perfect life we can imagine for ourselves but the question really is are you going to get all in Susan Axelrod that's for her to answer I'm Dr. Pat, get your passion on baby, we'll be right back
2: do you know how powerful your thoughts and beliefs are in determining your experience of your life is it really true that simply by changing some of the words you use in your day to day language that you can change your life I'm Megan Edge. Join me on Playing on the Edge, Radical Change with Ease with my co-host, Dr. Pat, on Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to seeing you there. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca.
0: How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day, we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness.
3: Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at MaryJaneMack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit MaryJaneMack.com.
1: You know that moment when you realize you've mastered your wellness or that you will never fall off the roller coaster of life? Well, yeah, me either, but I still ride Uniform. I will teach you how to become a mindset master. You will learn how your habits and behavior affect the success of your nutrition and exercise, relationships, organization, and so much more. Motivation doesn't arrive in an email, so stop waiting for it. You have to take action, then motivation follows. I am Coach Peggy Wells. Get out of your comfort zone and recognize the simple truth. We aren't that special. We all have crap to deal with, and we all have a lot more in common than not. I wanna spark you into action. We will learn, love, and laugh together. So join me every first and third Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific for Couch, Couch, and Coffee Radio, where you will learn that being happy and healthy is way more than carrot and squat. talk to you later.
3: How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing? how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, CourageToBeSeen.com, and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host Sherry Clark. You
1: have the courage to be seen. See you later. Hey everybody! Welcome back. Welcome back. Really great. We're look, look. I love this. Susan Axelrod is joining me here today. This is Discover You Again Radio. Susan, we're talking about passion today, and we're going to be talking more about it. But one of the things I wanted to to say first of all is, you know, the body of work that you're passionate about is a body of work that enables people to to remember who they truly are, especially if you are at that. What are we calling it? middle age, right? Yeah. We now know that, you know, the story goes that, right? 40 is the new 20. I mean, right? This is what we're doing. Yeah. And what what is implied in all of that, if you're Jennifer Aniston or anybody out there like that, that said it, is there's a passion and purpose that we have to remember. Tell folks how they can find out more about you before we really get into this. And also a little bit more about the work you're doing.
2: Thank you. I hang out a lot on Facebook. You know, I honestly come onto Facebook frequently on my personal page, Susan Axelrod, and I have conversations with people. I'm there daily in my Live at Five broadcast. I've created my own daily broadcast. I'm there, I respond to your comments, I listen, and I chat. I also have a website, be?com. and I'm gonna talk more about legacy in this segment. Um, You can always find me on my website. The work that I do in individual coaching is helping people find a sense of confidence, of personal confidence and personal confidence in part comes from passion. That's one of the ways that i got to the topic of this show today. So those are two ways to find me. I'm always happy to be found.
1: (laughs) All right. So I'm going to start off with this and then I'm going to kick it up to you. So we we have uh, we have uh, what is the word I'm looking for, Susan? We have expanded beyond being a radio show and a radio network. Mm-hmm. So the Dr. Pat show evolved into Transformation Talk Radio, Transformation Radio. But from that, we went back and we asked our clients about four or five years ago. Jessica did this. What do you really want? You remember that song? What is it that Benny? That song? What is it, the Spice Girls? What do you want? What do you really really want? Right? And people told us. And because they told us, we evolved from radio to a full integrated marketing and communications organization for the people we work with in radio, not for everybody. This morning, I opened up a message from Adobe because we use the Adobe suite. And here's what I want to ask you. The message says this, personalization pays off big time. Personalization, right? That Mm -hmm. means, who are you? And how are you showing up in the world? And what they're talking about is this passionate way you talk about yourself, right? Yes. In the world, whatever you want to call it, social media. To the tune of, you ready? $128 billion in revenue last year. Mm -hmm. So we have people experiencing an expression of passion. And then we have people that are not. Are you gonna help us today become part of that movement? Now, the last number that we looked at is the poor aspect of personalization. That's passion in waiting equated to $756 billion last year. That means the ability to express the passion and purpose for who we are. I don't even know what that number is. How, where do we go from here and what have you learned that has now cultivated and shaped the work that you're doing for, with people?
2: Wow, those numbers are interesting. Thank you very much for sharing. I, I wasn't familiar with those numbers, but I have lived those numbers. Yes. So you touched on it a little bit that my work stems from what I call soul connection. And the seminal, I have a seminal two-part question that I ask people, who do you want to be and how do you want to be? And basically, you get to answer that question. You don't have to answer that question. You can ignore that question. You can be, you know, not connected. I call this being, becoming connected to your self energy. Who do you want to be and how do you want to be? And that's what those numbers show. The personalization equals the authenticity of presentation, and that's where that stems from your passion. Figuring out how to live in an impassioned way does not mean you have to know that true purpose, but it does mean that you are authentically presenting yourself in everything you do, including in your own Deeply personal relationships, but also especially in your business relationships, in your business presentation in your persona. And so passion is the thing. It's like a thread. <laughs> I'm with my hands, I'm like sewing a thread that you that weaves through. Now there's something that I want to talk about, um, Dr. Pat, that that you and I also have in common, and that is enthusiasm. I, you know, I knew it from you right away. I'm sure you hear this um, like I do. You're so enthusiastic. I love your enthusiasm. Enthusiasm is like a glue. And it is also a glue that is often missing from people. Being enthusiastic in life, having an enthusiastic voice inflection, having enthusiasm in your relationships, in your connections, in your engagement comes from living impassioned, waking up, having passion for life that day. That doesn't mean that, you know, you're not human and have normal tendencies to have a down day or even, you know, suffer from depression or, you know, have some difficulties or struggles. That's not what we're talking about because we're humans. But it's thinking about passion as a verb is what evolves and grows the, um, the outcome of living in this way. Now, earlier you mentioned purpose. How do I connect purpose from passion? People are yearning to have purposefulness in their lives. People get stuck and struggle in the same way, Dr. Pat, about their, quote, true purpose. They think that it's one thing. It's not one thing, it's the same idea where if you live with purposefulness in your life, it stems from being impassioned about things. Do you get that thread, Dr. Pat? Do you see where I'm going with that?
1: No, I I see it because one of the things is too, and and let's, let's chat about this for a minute. You know, if people meet me in public, like at a meeting or like a networking thing, right? I get asked the following question are you feeling okay, Pat? Okay. Why? Because I am really an introvert. I scored so high on the Myers-Briggs introvert scale when I was in the business arena that made me take it three times, right? Mm. I'm an introvert. You'd never know it. People say that can't be true. You do a show. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I am doing something here that I'm so passionate about. Exactly. I'm so passionate about it. So, Introvert, extrovert, has nothing to do with it. I'm passionate about it. But when we're done with the show, I will ask me what I'll be doing. I will not be going to a party. Yeah, I won't be going to another meeting because I need to revive myself. So sometimes we have a conception of who somebody is or whether they do something or not. But you said something I want to get back to. Passion is something that when we see it, we know it. It has many faces and many forms. Mm. It's personal, but yet it's outward. And the reason we know that it shows up, it generally, maybe you can talk about this, it generally turns out uh, in the form of an outcome, right?
2: Exactly, that's exactly what I wanna say. That is the connecting, that's the stage after purpose. So it starts with passion, then from the passion comes purpose. And then the next thing that I teach and I work with people about is a plan. When you are impassioned, living in a purposeful way, then you can't help but want to do something to make impact. I don't know if you know um, my friend, Wendy Lipton Dibner, but she's the queen of impact, move people to action. Focus on impact. These are her books, and th- this is her work. And I have learned so much from her about this. I, um, what I say is, my currency is now impact, <laughs> that's, and that's what I learned from her. So um, the actual outcomes stem from purposefully engaging in the passion that we are trying to unleash here today. That's why we're talking about passion. So during the break we were talking about somebody and I, and you were telling me a little story and I said, that's in deep passion. That's in deep, in deep, right? You can't see if, if you're listening, you can't see I'm going all the way down to my core. That's in deep passion. And that's where, the rest of this stems do you wonder if you have passion in you the answer is yes It is sitting there waiting to be discovered, and often passion is connected to our soul. So Dr. Pat, you've asked me about my work and the nature of my work and the body of my work. It has evolved um, into talking with people and helping them understand what soul connection is. And that is how I learned it for myself. My soul was suffering, and so was my passion. People say to me this, maybe you hear the same thing sometimes, oh, you look so good. You look better than ever. You look younger. You look like you're the reverse of aging. And the truth is, I'm not taking any products per se. It comes from being happier. Being happy comes from being in an okay state when you are living in an impassioned way for life. And I want to give people uh, listening today, I want to give our listeners and our viewers on Facebook. Hi, everyone on Facebook, if you're watching. I want to give you permission to find and feel that passion in you and allow it to become unleashed. And there's another word, Dr. Pat, that comes up for me all the time, which is release. So there's like unleashed passion and releasing the passion. Instead of having it like, like... Get be contained inside of you, you will find this sense of well being that was heretofore unrealized if you give yourself permission to feel passion. So, Dr. Pat, there's just one more thing I want to say. Yeah, say on, it. Okay, I'm on a lot of um Facebook groups, large Facebook groups of women, and the women in midlife are talking about the dimming passion. Oh. They're asking the question, how do I find my passion again? Or I'm feeling like I'm in a midlife crisis. This just came up. I was just, it happens all the time. And that, and, and I hope some of them have found me and they're listening and they're reading my book and they're listening to what you're doing and watching you as an example. You know, you, you had this passionate need to start a new radio show to talk about something that was important to you. And guess what? I would just sit there. And guess what? What?
1: I was over 50 when I did it. Yeah. Come back. <laughs> here's what we're going to do. So uh, human beings make up this thing called time. Mm. And I want to say this. Passion transcends any human factor, any human concept, and any human construct. And I want to say this, and Susan will talk about this when we come back. I have both failed and been passionate at the same time. Mm. I have both failed at something and been passionate at the same time. Because it doesn't actually even matter the outcome of something. The only thing, well, I don't know. Susan's going to talk about it. But in my experience, <laughs> The only thing that has ever dimmed my passion has been me. Take a short break. We'll be right back. Susan Axelrod, we're taking it on. When we come back, we're going to let you know a lot about uh, Susan, but more importantly, uh, some of the really cool things she's got planned. The other thing is, look, if you are struggling with this right now, you could either go to TransformationTalkRadio.com and type in a question or make a comment, or you could call us at 1-800-930-2819. We'll be right back. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Then tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com every second and fourth Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So... Get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go to ignite the life you deserve. Visit GetRootedRadio.com and tune in. This is Debbie Pokornik with a moment for standing in your power. Self-control begins with noticing how different feelings present themselves in your body. When you're feeling sensitive, for example, your chin might quiver, tears might well up in your eyes, and your voice might catch in your throat. Anger, on
3: the other hand, might appear as tension in your jaw, back, or arms, along with
1: clenched fists, heat in the upper torso, scowling, and a strong desire to yell. (laughs) The more aware you become of your body cues, the easier it will be
3: to recognize when you're on the road to disaster. Choose the emotions that cause you problems, then start noticing and logging the body cues that come
0: with them. For information and to work with Debbie, visit EmpoweringNRG.com. That's EmpoweringNRG.com. Has your buzz for life buzzed off? Feeling ignored, invisible, and wondering if this is really all there is? The years go by faster as we gain momentum. You're halfway there. Are you gathering speed or puttering out? Hit your stride for the liberating half of life. Comfortable in your skin? You can do better than that. Tune in to Discovering You Again Radio every fourth Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as host Susan Axelrod encourages listeners to decide what they want, get inspired to action, and face challenges head on. Host Susan Axelrod pulls no punches, encouraging you to grab the brass ring and soar. For more information about Susan, go to www.whatwillyourlegacybe.com.
2: Hello, 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 we're back. It's Susan Axelrod here with Dr. Pat. And we are talking today about passion. I am so happy to be here with you today. You can always find me talking about subjects like this and much more on Facebook. You can find me on my website, whatwillyourlegacybe.com. You can also find my books. We're going to be talking about my newest book in our next segment, but you can find me on Amazon. I have a couple of published books there. and. Um, Really, as people say, you can find me all over. Susan, yeah. you're all over. Yay, that's excellent. Dr. Pat, yeah, you said something that I want to address. You said at the end of the last segment, I have failed at something and still been passionate at the same time. And I'm so glad that you brought this up because failure is something that passion can be an antidote to. Passion is an antidote to action, um, but it's an antidote to failure of action. And so you can fail and still be passionate, and it is the passionate that keeps you going. Yep. It is the being passionate that keeps you going. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah,
1: I do, and I wanna say this. I have taken a lot of grief over the past 15 years from day one when my opener for the show was what would you do if you knew you could not fail? I have been told by people in the new thought and consciousness community that I should change it to something like, what would you do if you knew you could succeed? And basically what I said was, I am a girl from the Bronx, New York. I don't hide from the face of failure. I've learned from the face of failure. And I, I when I talk about what I do, which is unstuckable, I talk about failure, but I talk about it in the way you're talking about it today. And so not only are we talking about passion, but we have one of our listeners that wants to join in on the conversation. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't, but I'm always happy. Let's do it, Mr. Benny. All right, we'll take Catherine
0: calling in from Bellevue. Hi, Catherine.
1: Hi. Hey, Catherine. Hello, Dr. Park. So How are you? I'm good. Uh, oh, okay, Con- convince me that you're good. Convince me.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> my question is this. How do I keep my passion going? Sometimes it seems like it uh, short you, and then it fizzles out. Okay, that's a great question. I love that. I love that question. For me, Dr. Pat? Yes. How could you keep the passion going? Sometimes it seems like it's really good, but then it fizzles out. Um, Um, And so I'm going to make a statement. I'm going to turn you over to Susan. Okay. So if you listen back earlier in the show, I said something like the 50 shades of passion, 50 shades of passion. So here's what I want to say, and then Susan will jump in. Passion for me over my lifetime has dimmed. But I am one of the people that believes it may dim, but the light never goes out because it's inherent in us. What Susan's gonna help you with, how to fire that thing up, right, Susan?
2: Yes, absolutely. Catherine, thank you for calling in. I'm so happy. Yay, to Yay you got a standing ovation. So the question the question is how can you keep a passion going? One of the ways you can do it, Catherine, is exactly by what you're doing. Tune in to positivity. Tune in to people who have a healthy mindset for life. Find people about whom you would say, wow, They're really passionate about that. And let me tell you, that article that I referenced, that was a study that was done that shows that this really is true. So one of the ways that you can do it is look for it, Catherine, if you want it. I hope that you do want it. Number two, write about it. I'm a big believer in writing in some way, shape or form you could call it journaling if that works for you you could scratch on a notepad you can use you know coloring and draw instead of writing words but i want to encourage you to wrap your mind and your 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 brain about what it is that we're talking about and also feel it for yourself when you have felt the passion, you said, how can you keep it going? Sometimes you have it, but it, sometimes it burns out. So I, number two is I want to encourage you to write about it okay Or you could draw if that if that works for you. So keep it in front of you. Number three, I want to encourage you to really consider my what I call um, soul connecting activities. Uh, In my book, in chapter six, it's called, the chapter is titled, Windows to Your Soul. And there's a couple of activities that you can engage in that unleash your soul, which is where your passion lives. Most of us have our soul is like, it's covered inside. And so I want to encourage you to unleash your soul. So one thing that you can do is prayer. That's obvious. I call prayer and meditation in the same category. Another thing you can use is creativity creativity unleashes your soul it informs passion my dear friend debbie is an artist and one of the things that i've learned from being friends with her is about color and what how color can infuse your passion number three song song can infuse passion song can ignite and the way i i I equate that is some people um might think of like Prayer songs, um, like gospel songs or whatever. But I ask people to remember what it felt like to attend their first rave, you know, or concert or dance party. That was pure passion being ignited when you were fourteen or fifteen. The last um, window that I talk about is nature. I am a big believer of using nature, going out in nature. Being out in nature is one of those activities that unleashes soul connection and soul activity. It will open your mind, you can breathe, and it will inspire you. And and please believe me, this works in whatever uh, form of nature you want. I walk in in the preserve near where I am, but I love the ocean, I, I love all forms of nature. So those are a few ways that you can keep passion going. Now notice what I didn't say. I didn't say, find the thing that you love. Yeah. <laughs> right. I didn't say that. And you Why? just heard Dr. Pat say, I have failed and still been passionate. Yep. It's because we're, we want to like inspire you today to understand that passion is a way of being. It's a way of feeling when you wake up. And it helps you with your well-being. So yeah. I hope that answers your question. Yeah,
1: let, me, let me add one thing to this, because uh, look, I know you've been listening to the show for a while, and I want to get back to that comment about failure. Um, here's what I want to say about this. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't come doing this show with a lot of tools. I mm. started to do this show when I was more depressed than I can imagine, and then I got really sick, then I was really depressed, but, there, but I did this show. And I've been doing a show for 15 years, but the, the landscape of what the show is to become took on a life of its own. So here's one of the things I want to say to you. Once upon a time, my now friend, Deb Engel, wrote a book. And when, she, when the book came across De- Linda's desk, I laughed. So the book title was The Only Little Prayer You Need. And I remember do, thinking, seriously, how is that even possible? But here's the thing that happened to me. All of a sudden, I get the book, I read the book, and I'm thinking to myself, this can't work. And, you know, because I was such a skeptic when I started this, Mm -hmm. I become a sponge. But here's what I learned, and you're going to have to apply this for yourself, because it really is embedded in what Susan is saying. Here's what I learned. Gratitude and no other negative energy can coexist none Mm -hmm. it can't exist but gratitude is elusive so i started to do the prayer so here's the prayer the prayer was thank you god now whatever you believe in god allah it doesn't matter but here's what i learned from this and what susan just said i started to think the universe for the thing that I absolutely believed I didn't have. And in your case, it's passion. So your mission, and this is what I did, your mission, 70 times a day for 70 days, is going to be walking around in your mind, or on, actually, I was given the assignment to write it. Thank you, God. Thank you, universe, for my passion. Thank you for my passion. Thank you for my passion. Everybody say this to me. Thank you for my passion. Thank you for my passion. Thank you for my passion. Catherine, where are you? I don't hear you. Thank you for, Thank my, you passion. for
2: my passion. <laughs> Thank you for Listen my passion. Listen to how you
1: sound now. Yes. <laughs> you yeah. got to do this 70 times a day, 70 days.
2: I want to I want to affirm this too because my like this is an affirmation that Dr. Pat is talking about, and it's gonna be the topic of my third book, which I'm working on right now. Wow. That this affirmation will serve and support you. I promise you, my my life has changed in unimagined ways from using these simple affirmations. And the thing that I can tell you, Catherine, and to all of our listeners. Because they think we're not talking to them, Dr. Pap, but we are. The thing that I can tell you is it can't hurt you.
1: Yeah. And the other thing I want to say about this is, look it. I no more wanted to thank God than the man in the moon when I was at my worst. Mm. And I got to tell you, I drove that ticket home. I was like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And I cringed right? Because deep down inside of me, I was, why me? Why me? But I'll tell you within two days of thank you, God. And and the passion wasn't the thing for me. It was something else. But I guarantee you, whatever the spiritual thing is you believe in, thank it for your passion. You got mm. that, Catherine? Yeah, I do. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah. Yay. Thank you. That was so fun. But we were talking to Catherine, but I hope that every person is listening Yeah. because these are simple tools and strategies. I'm pounding my hand. (laughs) These are simple tools and strategies that you can use and apply for yourself and see if they work for you. And when you do take in that big, deep breath, deep breath in. And open, and then deep breath out, blow it out. And that's how this works. Dr. Pat just told us, I didn't even believe in the statement when I was saying it. eventually, an affirmation can serve to retrain your brain. And also, it stems from deep desire of wanting to feel better. And that's really my base teaching. That's what I, um, I was on a podcast interview recently, and I was helping these two younger women uh, understand, I just wanted to feel better.
1: Yeah. So. Well, let's skip the break and let's go right to this because we want to talk about, you know, what you've just mentioned, right? So you have a new book coming out because part of what you and I do is we, we have shows like this, but we also know that we ask people what they need and then we create it, right? Yes. You know, at one point in my life, I was thanking God for my failure. And so for me, you know, there is a mechanism that you've learned that you're now sharing with people, right? Yes. And I think you say that, look, passion as a verb infuses your life. But now having said that, you've also created tools, right, uh, of how to now not just infuse, but completely embed, yes, enable, and imply. So what is it that you've done, really, to help people with this?
2: It's more something that was done to me ah. than... I did. As I went on this journey that we're talking about, I used these tools and I really worked to unleash my own passion. My soul connected with myself and God was a part of my picture too. Although like Dr. Pat, it didn't start out that way. And as I got soul connected, I got happier. I got more calm. C-A-L-M. I got more calm. My shoulders went down. I got, I felt more on purpose, and I really just lived life in an easier way. As I began to get familiar with that feeling, which was completely new for me, I was a type A. As I began to get familiar, I practiced at it. I looked at it. I was looked at it with curiosity, curiosity and observation, like, what's happening to me? <laughs> I was so anxious, and now I'm Zen. And what came out of that was an ability to craft and articulate customized affirmations for people. And that's something that I used for myself and I use in all of my uh, coaching work. After affirmations, something happened one time when I was giving something to a dear friend. I worked with a dear friend. I was giving, giving, giving giving, giving to support this person because I was impassioned about what she was doing. And then we were kind of doing it together. And in the giving, giving, giving in the best healthy way, giving of myself to someone else, um, one of the things that came out of my mouth was a meditation. Mm. It was words that came together in the form of a meditation. And let me tell you, Dr. Pat, when that happened, it was like, what is happening here?
1: I love when that happens too. It was so- I love
2: that. it, It was organic. It was intuitive. And most importantly, it was helpful. And so after the first meditation that I wrote, I was inspired to write another meditation for a group of girls that I was doing some work with. And that one came out organically. And that one was told to me over and over was so helpful. Eventually, I just found meditations coming out of me. (laughs) They just began to roll forth. And I learned through paying attention to my intuition, to my intuitive skills, being in an open breath place, that I could evoke a meditation when I needed one. Uh, and I, I swear this is true. One time I was on my way to a meeting, I could feel a meditation coming up in me, I pulled off the road, to the side of the road, I voice dictated this entire meditation. And I was like, okay, that's done. And I came back onto the road and I went when I, I went forth to the meeting. And then I pulled up on my phone, the meditation that I had just voice dictated. So. But the seminal thing that happened, the most important thing that happened was something I'm really so happy to share with you and so grateful. Talk about gratitude. My own very dear friend, the kind of friend who would say anything to lift me up and support (laughs) me said to me this was recently this only just happened my book was just published a few weeks ago
1: wow and congratulations
2: happened, thank you in a few weeks it was my own dear friend who said to me i i don't know if i have told you how helpful i feel your meditations are i was like what I didn't even know she had read them or listened to them. I mean, she was on my courses when I read them and whatever, but I always thought of her as someone who was just like being there to support me. But she said to me, and I want, I'm telling you this specifically, I'm telling you, Dr. Pat, but I'm telling our listeners because you can be this person to someone else. She said to me, I know about meditations. I've been using them for 20 years and your meditations are good. And I was like, My whole being changed. My eyes were opened in a way about my own meditations that I gave myself permission to think that they were good. Now, Dr. Pat just said it to us about something else. I can't remember what it was that you said that you were saying something. I guess that prayer maybe you were saying something even though you didn't quite believe it in the beginning. So it's not that I didn't know that my meditations were coming out of me organically and full and 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 therefore i feel that they are really divine downloads and happening through intuition but i still questioned if they were kind of any good and it was my friend debbie who gave me permission i guess i gave myself permission when she told me that so there's a lot of richness in that story i hope you can hear the very rich threads in that story But what happened was I had 20 meditations already written. I've been, I use them in my work. I use them in my Facebook lives. I use them in my 20 minute virtual Zen retreats. And I called the person who published my last book. I said, I want to do this book. And she was like, okay, let's do it. And I wrote the preface and I wrote the introduction and I put together, I wrote little introductions for all the the meditations. And now I have a book. It was published within three weeks it's a little book just like my first one I have to be honest I gave my last one away (laughs) (laughs) but I have my first book because this is my book that I've written in so my new book is very similar see how small it is it's also a small little book it's beautiful it's called meditations to ease inspire and calm c-a-l-m calm wow and so it's a book of meditations, and that's how, it, that's how it came about. It really can happen that way.
1: Wow. You know, part of this, too, and I know we've got about a minute left, so part of this, too, is to really present the message, just like when Catherine called in. Man, don't give up on yourself. Mm. Don't give up on yourself. It doesn't matter what age you are what you're doing. Don't give up on yourself. First of all, we don't give up on you and never will. But you're so much more than you think you are. Mm. And it doesn't matter how dim the light goes. There's still always the light of passion. Always.
2: It's in there. Um, Amen.
1: Yeah. So what we're talking about is how to unleash it, how to reveal it. And that's what you've put together. And thank you for doing that. Congratulations on the book. I want to ask you this what's your last last message? And tell folks how they can get the book and things like that.
2: Yeah, the book is on Amazon. Both of my books are on Amazon. My author name is Susan Lowenthal Axelrod. I decided to keep my maiden name as part of my author name. So you can find me on Amazon, but don't look for me. Just go to my website. Right at the top of my website, it says books. <laughs> you can find it. Yeah. The last thing that I want to leave with you is this. It starts with your breath, folks. It starts with your breath. So just take in a breath and open your inner essence and give yourself permission to be. And that is how I came up with the title of my first book, Your Job Is to Be.
1: Susan Axelrod, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. Find today that glimmer of passion and smile about it and
0: you've been listening to discovering you again radio with susan axelrod on transformation talk radio thank you for tuning in and be sure to catch us next month on the fourth wednesday at 11 a.m pacific as susan axelrod helps answer that burning middle-aged question what now Get ready to dive in and be radiant in your skin. Connect to a dialogue of fun, encouragement, and new ways to tackle your future. For more about Susan, go to www.whatwillyourlegacybe.com.